Welcome to the Review Crew with Fran and Emma. What's up, reviewers? It's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial, master maker, co-host of this podcast, the Review Crew. And it's Emma, the other co-host, New Yorker. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Aspiring minimalist and me. person who is 15 and a half weeks pregnant dude that's so much pregnant that's so much pregnant dude thanks for saying that because i feel like it's like not that much pregnant still and it's annoying <laughs> yeah well i mean you spend so i mean the whole first third of your pregnancy is just feeling like shit and not looking like you're pregnant and it sucks but you're actually like you're more than a third of the way there that's crazy thank god thank god <laughs> truly <laughs> truly um how are you how are you feeling today pregnant lady i'm doing all right i did not feel very good this morning i was just feeling like off kind of sick um don't know why mm-hmm. but then i went for a walk and literally the things that they say about walks are true you know yeah <laughs> so i went for a walk in the park and that was very nice listen to big thief which i love and then treated myself to wait for this, this is me being very vulnerable mm-hmm. i bought not one but two drinks at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just double fisted Starbucks drinks. <laughs> I was like, I need this. It's really important to be super hydrated while you're pregnant. Your body needs so much more water. Okay, what were your drinks that you got? Okay, first I have to preface this by saying I literally fished a Starbucks card out of the trash, and that is what I used for these drinks. Okay, so this I love is- that. Yeah, which is a whole other story that I told you about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so also, and I have to talk about drinks. Drinks have a new importance to me in mm-hmm. pregnancy where, as I've mentioned before, I have this like bad taste in my mouth kind of 24-7. Yes. And water like makes it worse. Like drinking water, which I always used to love, just like does not yeah. do it the same for me. Mm-hmm. So I have to be like having a drink all the time. You need special and drinks. I need special drinks. I need juices. I need mm-hmm. seltzers. I need mm-hmm. anything but plain water. You need agua fresca. Yeah, I need like soda, like things I never used to need, mm-hmm. you know. So what I got at Starbucks is I got one pineapple passion fruit frozen lemonade. Didn't know they had Ooh, that. Sounds yeah. delightful. And I got a small chocolate chip frappuccino. Very good, very good. Ooh. A little yeah. chocolate, a little fruit. You know what I mean? I love that. A little balance, a little balance in your life. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, did you drink one and then drink the other? Or was it yes. like, here's a little sip of one, here's a little sip of the other? On the walk home, I was like, a little sip of one, a little sip of the other. But then I put one in the freezer while I enjoyed mm. one. And then I or, took the other one immediately out and had it. R- rate both your drinks. The frozen lemonade, I'm going to give a 7.5. It was mm-hmm. good. It was pretty tart. Mm. Pretty fun. The nice. chocolate chip frappuccino, I give an 8. Nice and chocolatey. I like the whipped cream right. on top. Delightful. Yeah. yeah, I love whipped cream on all things. But Nothing fancier. You know what you might have noticed about those two orders is neither of them have any fucking coffee because I still have a deep aversion to coffee and I can't. Mm. And it's like so sad. I tried to have nice coffee like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I literally was like, this is disgusting. I did one Nespresso espresso shot with like a lot of milk over mm-hmm. ice. Yeah. So like I can't do this. Yeah, no, when I was pregnant, it was not super far into my pregnancy where basically I would like I was still making coffee in pregnancy. 
because I would like get a headache if I didn't have caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty quickly, I would just be like, oh, okay, I finished my cup of coffee because I've been like drinking it for so long. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I've had so much coffee. And then I would look in my cup and I would have drunk like a quarter cup of coffee. I'm just like, what? And that's when I started switching to black tea. So I was just like, I was like, it was affecting my, it wasn't even like, like it always smells good. And yeah. it would like, it would sort of taste good, but it would make me feel sick. So I just like had to stop. Like, I think it was just like, my stomach was too sensitive. I couldn't take it. It's so common in pregnancy. It's so interesting to me. Yeah. Very strange. Although I definitely, when you said your chocolate chip frappuccino, I assumed that that was coffee. I had no idea. Oh, no. I specifically was like, there's no coffee in this, right? And she was mm-hmm. like... <laughs> it's just, it's basically like kind of like a hot chocolate cold it's, smoothie. Yeah, so. exactly. It's like a chocolate shake with ice. Yum. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, I love you, Double Fisting Drinks. I'm sorry that coffee is still disgusting to you. That was, honestly, that was like, I think one of those, like, such a deeply magical moment when I came home from the hospital, like, waking up the first day in my own bed after giving birth and being like, Stephen, make me a cup of coffee. And then just, like, Ooh. having my coffee uh, was so good. It was so satisfying. And, like, not immediately having acid reflux or feeling disgusting, just being like, I can enjoy coffee again. Like, immediately postpartum, I was enjoying coffee again. That's um, so yeah, it made me so happy and I will tell you this some people will say things like don't have caffeine right before you're breastfeeding because then your baby will get wired and you know what no one gives a fuck I didn't give a fuck it was fine yeah Sylvia Sylvia's sleep schedule was literally there was nothing there was no schedule and it doesn't fucking matter have whatever you want yeah that's kind of what I figure yeah um well I love that I would say I'm bringing a I feel like a weird energy to the podcast. Oh, no. I feel right now. Well, it's just because, okay. Last night, Sylvia um, woke up around 4 a.m. Just kind Mm of rolling about, then asking for an apple, asking (laughs) for a banana, asking for water. I gave her her water, hoping that she would just have water and go back to sleep. No, she still wanted apple. She still wanted banana. I was like, go get you a banana because that's easy. And then she's just loudly eating banana in bed. At some point, <laughs> eats a weird part of the banana or something and just starts spitting banana out right next to me in bed. And I'm just like, Jesus oh, fucking Christ. Um, had to remove that. So she ate like a third of a banana. Then she had to pee. And guess what, everybody? We're potty training. So that meant I had to get up with her and go sit on the potty. And you know nice. what she did? Not pee. Didn't pee. <laughs> she took her diaper off, sat her on the potty, didn't pee, came back to bed. Try and sleep, try and sleep. She wants to hug. She wants to sit next to me. She wants me to sing her a song. I start singing her one of her bedtime songs just to like, because I'm like, whatever. If this makes her sleep, we're doing this. Um, I sing her a song. Then she has to pee again. We get up, sit on the potty, take her diaper off, sit on the potty. No pee. Yet again, no pee. Um, She needs more water. Get her more water. We're in bed again, rolling around. I'm, like, kind of falling asleep. She's, like, she's like lying more still, being a little quieter, but still, like, clearly not asleep. And then she sits up and looks at me and says that she needs to pee again. And I'm just, like, 
And the thing about potty training, I can't just be like, actually, go fuck yourself. You've already <laughs> tried two times and not peed. I have to just be like, well, we're just doing this. Because <laughs> who knows what her body's telling her. So I was like, well, we got up twice already and you didn't pee. Do you really have to pee this time? And she said, yes. So we went, she did pee this time. And then because we're potty training, we're doing the whole thing. She's peeing in like a tiny Elmo potty, like a small plastic bucket. And then it's like, okay, you did it on the plastic bucket. Do the fake little flusher on there. And now we together have to carry the pee to the big potty and dump it in the big potty. And then we flush it together and we wash your hands. And then we come back to bed. And then I don't know how much longer it took after that point um, to fall asleep. We both did fall asleep again. It definitely took, because I know that third time we went to go use the potty. That it would had been an hour. It was now like I think we woke up around four. It was now five ten, and I'm just like, you better fucking go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, get back into bed. I don't know how much longer we were awake, but she did eventually fall asleep, and so did I. And we didn't wake up until ten to nine, which is super super late for us. Um, and now I'm just like, I'm really well rested, which is great. And I'm also just like, well, my day is gone now. I can't, like, I hate sleeping in. Um, it makes me feel like I have no time during my day. My whole schedule's thrown off. It um, is true. It is true. And so I'm very, it's morning for me here. And I'm just like, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. But I have to work tomorrow. So I can't just like stay up late tonight. Like I need to still go to bed early. Mm, it's like your Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Stupid Sunday. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Steven just like snozzing, snoring. <laughs> Basically, he um, he woke up at different times to be annoyed at Sylvia making sound <laughs> and to tell her to go back to sleep. Um, did for a little bit snore directly into my ear. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, like, if I'm, if I had to work the next day, I would definitely be waking him up to do it. But the thing is, I'm, like, I'm already fucking awake. Like, if I, like, nudge Steven to get up and do this with her, then I'm just awake and Steven's awake. And, like, whereas if I just let him sleep, then I'm going to be the only one taking a fucking nap tomorrow. And he'll have to just deal with that and take care of Sylvia while I'm napping. Um, So that's sort of the mental calculation I'm doing, which is, like, how much, like, am I close enough to sleep where I can, like, punch Steven and make him go do this and I'll just pass out here? Or will I just lie awake here, irritated, not sleeping, and now we're both awake and annoyed? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult, a difficult game to play. That is, mm-hmm. it's a challenge. So I would say that whole situation was like, uh, fucking like five out of ten. Not the worst it's ever been. I'm glad she did actually pee in the potty at some point. Um, yeah, I feel like you're doing a really good job with that. Dude, it's been, I mean, this is going to be the first potty training episode of what I assume will be multiple episodes where I'm having to talk about it. Um, it's been a fucking lot. It's been a fucking lot. A lot of it has been, honestly, on Steven, and he's been doing a great job. Great, great. He's been doing really good dad work because we started it, we started it on a Wednesday evening, just sort of like, because she was running around naked and we're like, well, why don't we just like not put a diaper on her? And that went really bad. Um, (laughs) She was crying a lot, demanding Mm -hmm. her diaper. It was really sad. She cried every time we tried to get her to sit on the potty. 
we did that for a couple hours eventually just gave her a diaper and i went to work the next day thursday morning thinking that i just traumatized my daughter she's not ready for potty training and um we're fucked and this is stupid and why did we even do anything like this like fully in a guilt shame spiral Mm-hmm. And then I come home on Thursday and Steven's like, we've been doing great today. She like wants to just like wear her <laughs> underwear and not wear diapers anymore. Um, and like, she's still a little afraid of the potty, but like, he just like, I mean, she, one, she woke up like more adjusted to the idea and we like got little like bluey underwear for her. So cute. Oh my God. And also like bluey, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. We haven't watched that much. We watched in the hotel room. I watched it a little bit with um, like her cousins and with some other kids and when she's been sick. It is such a cute show. I've heard um, it's really good. Dude, it's like, yeah, I'm like, I've heard, I had heard a lot of really good things about it. And then I was watching it and I'm like, wow, watching this isn't super fucking annoying. The episodes are very short and they're <laughs> all very positive. The only toxic thing about the show is that um, the parents are so um, nice and willing to play all <laughs> games with the kids. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, but other than that, <laughs> it's really extremely good and cute. And I didn't realize that both the kids are sisters. Like it's two girls. Mm-hmm. And like Steve and I were talking about that of just like how many shows are actually get to have like two girl children in it and be like the stars of the show. Um, mm-hmm. So we love that. And I love that they're all are just have dog names of like Bluey and Bingo. Like that that's great. Like they're be, they're like very human anthropomorphized dogs, but they have their dog names. Anyways, and they have, and they have cute Australian accents or something, or it's some, yes. something is Australian. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I think I don't, I assume you're correct, but they do have very cute accents. I'm terrible at knowing where accents are from, and I oh, usually my. don't. Um, yeah, I just have no idea. But yes, they're extremely cute. But anyway, so we got bluey underwear. She was very excited about that. So she, like, had wanted to wear that on Thursday. And then, like, I'm at work until, like, 1.30 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Steven is just, like, home with her, like, holding it down, being, like, so patient and good with her um, for all of her, like, potty needs. Um, so 10 out of 10 to him. And that was, like, a huge relief to have her just, like, be in an absolute panic on Wednesday and me spiraling about it all day Thursday at work and then coming home. And it's, like, oh, no, you're, like, totally fine um, if still, like, kind of nervous about it. Um, I'm, like, I don't even know what parts of potty training to review. I want to just, like, review some little aspects of it. I don't want to, like, go into the full thing. Um, okay, I'm trying to, like, look at my notes about it. Um, okay, first thing is since we're talking about underwear, I want to rate boy underwear versus girl underwear. Okay. So we looked, basically we went to the, our local, our local Target. Um, first of all, for some reason in like the toddler section, there were way fewer options for girls underwear than for boys underwear, like clearly just with their stocking issues. Like, I don't know, like definitely like there were the same number of racks, but like there were more sold out of the girls stuff. Um, we bought a pack of girls bluey underwear and we bought a pack of boys Spider-Man underwear just because there weren't a lot of like, like it was basically like we could do, they have like some Disney stuff, but we don't ever really watch Disney. Boo. Um, well, okay. I have a review related <laughs> to Disney actually <laughs> that I will share later, um, which is one of the reasons we will not be watching Disney anytime soon. Um, 
But anyways, so we have now opened both and she's worn both. But I'm just like the bluey underwear. It's like the super little thin waistband. It's super thin underwear. And the boys, it's like a nice, thick, comfier, elastic waistband. It's a thicker material. It's just like, how is it that when we're talking about fucking like two, three-year-olds, we're already getting that like girls' clothes are made so much cheaper and shittier and less comfortable than the boys' clothes. They're the exact same fucking price. That was just ridiculous. So obviously the fact that there's bluey on the bluey underwear makes it um, a 10 for Sylvia. Um, but as far as like how the comfortableness of the underwear, just from like looking at it, feeling the material, feeling the elastic band and stuff, the boys is like knocking the girls underwear out of the park. Like the boys is a 10. The girl is like a six. Okay, um, interesting. Because I want to counter. Yeah. With just saying, I feel like baby clothes, what I've been looking at, the girls clothes is like so much cuter than the boys clothes. I know you're not rating cuteness, but mm-hmm. like boys baby clothes it's just so much yeah. of like the ugliest shit i've ever seen the it's like a picture of a colors. tractor that says like i'm a poop machine <laughs> yeah literally and like little dude and like a lot of just like text and just like horrifically I love ugly i feel like there's a lot of yeah boys Camo, baby stuff. like the worst <laughs> yeah but no anyway. you're 100 percent right although i also hate all the like i would i definitely agree with you if i feel like there was a lot of more cute there's a lot more cute girl stuff, but there's also a lot of really annoying girl stuff of just the usual, like, I'm a pretty princess. Here's a little <laughs> crown on it, and it's all pink. That's super annoying to me. <laughs> but, and I feel I feel like basically what I realized is, like, I just need to find the brands that only do. I'm basically looking for animals. I'm looking for animal prints and primary colors. And, like, <laughs> you can find that. And that's all that stuff is pretty, like. Because basically anything that's marketed for boys and girls in baby clothes, I feel like is going to be the worst stuff usually. You have to find the stuff that's actually marketed towards both because then it's like just is like cute like prints and cute like stripes and animals and fun colors and stuff and not like I'm really trying to just like put you in like a I'm a boy so we can only make like poop and boob jokes even though you're like fucking two months old. Yeah. Um, or girls, which is like, I'm a precious angel that must be like coddled forever and be covered <laughs> in bows. It's uh, a, yeah. yeah. But I love all the floral prints in girls' baby clothes because I love florals. Uh, that is fun. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> um, it's like, know. I'm not, I'm not going to like go hard on like getting a bunch of florals for my infant you know what I mean like I'm not trying to like put them in a box but I'm also not trying to like make a big statement (laughs) like I don't know yeah yeah I feel like it's kind of a hard it's a hard thing to balance um I would say I'm trying to remember Milk Barn is a brand of baby clothes that are all extremely fucking soft extremely cute all unisex there's definitely some that seem like are like more pink and some that are more blue but they're all just like Here's some big flowers or here's some elephants. They're all ridiculously expensive, but I would highly recommend that as like, okay. a, um, that's like a good registry brand for clothes because no, they're all no. really expensive and really fucking cute and really soft. You know what I did also discover? I, I will check yeah. that out. The brand um, Pear, spelled like P-E-H-R, also has mm-hmm. super cute onesies. It's like Ooh. A very like muted like whale print or like mm. a muted like I don't know, just like really nice. Really nice. Very cute. Like okay, I've not heard of that. I'll check it out. 
My other recommendation that I've sent you and then we'll share on the pod is Hannah Anderson, which is like oh, extremely yeah. popular. Yeah. But that's all. It's definitely not muted, which I feel like is no. more your taste, but it's very like just fun, bold prints. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff for that for Sylvia. I want to do like, that for like matching family Christmas jammies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they definitely do sell those. All right, cool. I love that you're going to be into that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is great. Um, I'm trying to think of more potty training reviews if I should just like do them all at once. Okay, potty training in general, I would call it the process is a two out of 10. The yep. result is hopefully gonna at some point be a 10 out of 10 right now we're at like a six seven out of 10 right now okay um she didn't poop all day yesterday um just refused to like at some point basically because she's used to in her diaper pooping in her closet that's where she likes to go she asked to go in the closet last night after we put her diaper on for bedtime we're like how about you sit on the potty and we tried to do that a few times or we were like what if we put the potty in the closet yeah potty in the closet did not want to do that and then was like, we did just like give her her diaper. We were going to let her go in the closet. But like now that we'd been trying to get her to go on the potty for a little bit, she just like refused and didn't poop at all last night. So I'm like, oh. we're struggling. Um, we, she did poop in her little potty yesterday or the day before. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a sticker chart. We got cheese as rewards sometimes. Nice. It's extra reward. Um, but yeah, so right now we're still just like the peeing in the potty. Great. That's going great. She's not having, she didn't have any accidents yesterday. Um, she does frequently want me to sit with her while she sits on the potty and to be hugging me while peeing. <laughs> so that's why we're still like a six level. Cause I'm just like, what I really can't wait for is like at least a small amount of independence on this. Like, even if you can't wipe yourself, but just so that I could like walk away from the potty while you're actively doing it would be like really great. Um, but we're making headway. Um, so we're working up, we're working up towards the 10. Although it's like, this is the hard thing of just like, I don't even understand how there are people who like have the time to do it where their kid would just be potty trained and then like be largely fine. Like, is that just a myth that that happens to people? Because it's like, Steven's going to go back to work at the end of this week. And then, so he'll be, he's like, has his first day on Friday for like new teacher training. Cause he's starting at a new school. And the next week he's working all week. And then the week after that, he's working all week and we start daycare because the daycare didn't open until like then Mm -hmm. um, or didn't have their opening until then. So it's just like we're going to have these huge transitions. So like we're making all this headway now. And I'm just like, Jesus, by the end of the week, what is even going to fucking happen? Um, And it's just like, oh, this is going to take so long. And like, I didn't think that I would be like so triggered by potty training, but I'm just like, oh, it's like so stressful um, and horrible. So it's just been like a really challenging process, um, which I'm, we're over the worst of it. The first three days, the three, like three, four days are like a zero out of 10. Everyone is, well, everyone meaning me and Sylvia, Steven seemed kind of just like fine and extremely calm. But Sylvia and I are both extremely stressed out um, and having a hard time. And, like, now we're out of the worst of it and just sort of, like, in this middling zone as we carry on. Mm. I did well, really, I salute you. Thank you. I really did undervalue the power of a sticker chart, though. Like, oh, I yeah, went I and got her special chart. stickers yesterday because, like, we 
we wanted to start like an official train like this is your chart of like when you're done with this we'll do a big prize and that's like the end of like we're really focusing on the potty training and now it's just and then it will just like be a part of our life um and she's so excited about the chart and i'm just like i don't even know why we tried to bribe you with like cheese it's um which we still sometimes give her cheese it's if she does a good job um, and she loves that, but like, she's so stoked to use the chart and to do the stickers. I like highly recommend a sticker chart to everyone. Stickers are so powerful. 10 out of 10 to that. Okay. But I have one quick review. What is my going to be my last potty training review? Unless you have okay. any specific questions, which is no. that I want to review. Sylvia likes to do this thing sometimes when she's annoyed with me, which is just where she just fucking shoves her fingers into my mouth. <laughs> um, and so one really cool thing about potty training is that you take off their diaper. And so suddenly oh their whole diaper zone is kind of a free area for exploration. Oh because God. they're just in underwear or we have them co- totally like she's totally nude, waist down. Because, you know, you want to make it really easy to get them on and off the potty in the first couple of days. So it's like I'm sitting on the floor with her and she's like annoyed for whatever reason because we're like potty training, whatever. And so then she just shoves her fingers into like my mouth and I'm just like, your hands just smell like a butt. Like your hands smell like butt. Like your hands were obviously in your fucking butt really recently and you just put your fingers in my mouth. Oh, and it's so God. <laughs> fucking gross. Um, and I rate that a zero out of ten. Um, so what was just... your reaction? Did you just like do a face? Did you spit? Did you spit? <laughs> like what did you do? um it took a second for me to sort of really realize what was happening Mm -hmm. um and then I was just like I mean I already told her no because I don't want her just shoving her I hate when she she just does this where she's just like I want to put my fingers in your fucking mouth (laughs) and I don't know why it's so annoying um so I was already like as soon as she started to do it yeah I told her to stop and like had told her no and then I kind of like the smell of her hand had like kind of hit my brain second (laughs) before me telling her to stop and I'm just like well we're washing your hands right now and then uh did a little rinse and spit afterwards but it's just like well I mean it's already like the damage is yeah. done like yeah. what am I gonna do at this point I'm not gonna freak out yeah. and that was and that was sort of like because I'm like okay this is the other thing I'm totally willing to take uh other I want to hear other people's opinions on what to do in regards to this which is like little kids especially toddlers will touch themselves all the time like as soon as she's like in the bath this is just like a thing like it's a normal developmental thing it's an area they don't get to explore a lot because they're wearing diapers so when the diapers come off like either at bath time or because you're potty training it's suddenly like what if I just like get my hands all up in my junk at all times yeah so my thing is basically like when she does that I'm just like well we have to wash your hands after and that's, yeah, that's sort of the like classic. just the rule is that's like okay classic. well we just wash your hands and because of what I wanted to be like is just like stop doing that yeah. I hate it but instead <laughs> I'm trying to be like well let's you just got to make sure you wash your hands afterwards <laughs> to like be chill um I would love to know other people's takes on what they've that done. is a classic teacher take I will say I will say I'll just leave it yeah. at that that's All right. also how other teachers do it Okay, well, I like that. Yeah, because it's like I don't want to create body shame, but I'm also like, well, a little body shame wouldn't hurt because I don't want you <laughs> doing this all the time in front of people. <laughs> uh, it'll come. It'll come. Exactly. I know. I'm like, the world will shame you enough. So, like, yeah. I have to create a safe space here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, butt fingers in your face, not mm-hmm. ideal. Well, Fran, will you take my hand? Oh, I grab your hand. Okay, we're skipping. We're skipping. Oh, it's 70 degrees outside. It feels it's nice. beautiful. Through a field and in the distance, a big palace. <gasps> <laughs> oh, 
We're running. We're now we're running to the palace. Okay, we get. <laughs> we, get there. we were so much farther away than we thought. We're exhausted. <laughs> oh, but we get there. We're in the pop culture palace. Welcome. Uh, um, yes. thank you for welcoming me here. What are we? What are we doing here? I would like to review um, the latest. What's it called? Mission Impossible: Dead Ooh, Reckoning Part okay. One. Oh man, it's a part one. It's a they're part gonna be, one. They're going to be doing Mission Impossible until Tom Cruise dies on set. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also <laughs> something I've thought about. Yeah, he just really... Doesn't he do most of his own stunts? Or at least yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Including, like, hanging off the side of a plane as yeah. Tom Cruise saw. <laughs> I've seen that clip. It's so fucking wild. Like, it's, it's so crazy. cool. And it's also just like, dude, you're old. Anyways, okay, so how how did it go? Okay. How did it go? Tell me about it. Tell me, tell me, I've, I'm like... I feel like you should allow yourself spoilers because who cares about Mission Impossible spoilers, yeah. but maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to really spoil it, but here's one thing I would like everybody to know, which mm-hmm. is the running time of mm-hmm. part one mm-hmm. of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It's two hours and 43 minutes. Jesus Christ, dude. I had no idea going into it. What is wrong with the world? What is wrong with people? My body was literally hurting from sitting in the chair for so long. So like, I know, I honestly, this is a public health crisis, is how <laughs> fucking long movies are now. We need justice. We need half of that time. It's like, if you're going to split it into parts also, it's just like, yeah. could, it, could it have not been in two-hour parts? Like, come on. Seriously. Oh, man. Wow, that's, that's rough. All right, that is rough. And I will say it was no Top Gun Maverick, okay? Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick, very hard to stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does it will... compare to other Mission Impossible movies? So I, we actually watched the first Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie also, like the day before. Okay, was that your first time viewing it? It was. It was right. not Adrian's first time. Adrian very cutely loves like the Bond films, the mm-hmm. Mission Impossible films. I'm like, I love this for you. They're great. Um, They're great movies. And I love, I'm, I'm, I'm like as an adult into them. You know what I mean? I have a question. Does Adrian love all Bond films? Does he like the Daniel Craig Bond films? Does he like, is it like, is it an all encompassing Bond love or is he have yeah. specific Bonds that he likes? I think he likes them all. I think because he wanted to be like James Bond as like a little boy, which is like so oh, cute. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. So cute. Yeah, I love it. Um, obviously, I love the Daniel Craig ones because obviously he's hot. But you know who else is hot? Hmm. Tom Cruise. Okay, I had to say it. Yeah, somebody has to say it. Somebody has to say it. This is a short king that I can Mm -hmm. salute. (laughs) (laughs) He's really charming. Yeah, we were watching the first Mission Impossible, and we both agreed, Adrian and I, that Mm -hmm. like he has like the worst haircut ever. He has like the worst (laughs) buzz cut that's like kind of grown out on top, and it's just like a bad haircut. And Mm -hmm. somehow he's rocking it. (laughs) I love that. He's got a smile that can really light up a room. <laughs> it's true. He has a deeply charming demeanor when he's not he like psychotically being interviewed about Scientology. <laughs> Dude, and the fact that he's a Scientologist is so sad because I've I also know. read so many good things about him. Like that thing where he like sends everybody a cake. Like, have you heard of this? <laughs> no. He has some kind of like favorite dessert that he just like blast sends to like everyone he knows. So like if you've like ever met Tom Cruise, you will like get this cake. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I've also read people on Reddit saying that, like, they met him twice and he, like, remembered, like, his whole family's name and, like, 
was Aww. asking about his kids. Like, he just seems like such a nice person. Mm-hmm. And before every Top Gun and uh, Mission Impossible, since COVID at least, he comes on the screen after the trailers. And he's like, this is Tom Cruise. Like, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for seeing this movie in theaters. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, Tom Cruise. I love that. Uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, uh, he's a perfect 10 short king. He's the best short king. And I don't, you know what I mean? I don't say that often. Wow. Yeah, it's true. You're a real tall king girl. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's my review of Mission Impossible. <laughs> okay, you want to rate the like, movie? The movie, I'm glad we went. I loved seeing it with Adrian. I'm like nervous she's going to like listen to this. Um, <laughs> it was fun. I give it a set. I give it a seven. I mean, it was so long, like. Yeah, exactly. It's so long. And it was, like, really silly. Like, we both agreed it was, like, fun in a silly action mm-hmm. movie sense. But it was, like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of moments where you're, like, literally laughing at the stunts. Oh, like, really? they're so wild. Like, he's, like, jumping from a train and a swinging and doing, like, just crazy, crazy stuff. All right. I love a, I love something full of stunts. I love goofy action. I'm really not caught up on Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is like fun, but has never been my jam. I've seen like I think I've seen like three or four of the Mission Impossibles that have come out. Um, but uh, it's there's just a lot. Like, what number of Mission Impossible are we on now? I don't know. I feel like it's like ten or something. I could be I like pulled so out of nowhere. Many. It's like the same thing of like I want to get into the Fast and Furious movies, but I've like I've only so seen those. But I'm like, wow, I'm gonna have to watch so many of these. But I, I remember watch we the watched first one together. That would be fun. I would do that because I think I watched part of it and fell asleep. I definitely watched Too Fast, <laughs> Too Furious with Steven, and it was so fun just for like the terrible like what is it like early 2000s like music and fashion. It was like <laughs> such a little time capsule to open. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Okay, I would love to watch Fast and Furious with you sometime. Dude, the okay, first Mission weird. Impossible. Yes. Sorry. Also, no, the time uh-huh. capsule. It's like really funny to see what they do on the computers. It's like, yes. I don't know. I can't even describe it, but the computer scenes are very <laughs> funny. I love high tech stuff in 80s movies. Is it an 80s movie or is it 90s? I feel like late or early 90s, maybe. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, okay, so, but now, while we're in the pop culture palace, I want to take you over to, um, I want to take you over to the little kid daycare section of the pop culture palace and you just walk into a room full of children being absolutely traumatized by Disney movies, um, <laughs> which is why we will not be watching Disney anytime soon. Okay, so not that long ago, like maybe a couple months ago when I think when Sylvia and I had the stomach flu. So that was just like in May, I think. Because it was right around her birthday. We watched Aristocats while she was sick. And that was, like, pleasant and fine and cute. And, like, she was distracted by being sick. But she seemed to enjoy it. Very cute. Has That one has some scary scenes. Like, I remember being yeah. scared by that movie. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it has a few scary scenes. And, like, there's the whole thing of, like, the kittens are stolen. And then the kittens can't find their mom at first. And there's, like, is the kitten going to drown? Like, there's various scary scenes. And Sylvia seemed... You know, we were, like, watching it and playing and watching it and, like, vomiting and, like, so it was, like, but it was, like, she seemed totally into it and the fact that it was cats, she loves cats, she was into it and I'm, like, this is a cute movie I remember watching a lot as a kid and I also remember watching with my nephew when I 
he was a little younger than Sylvia. Um, and he liked, so I was like, this is fine. And it was fine. So then she also, of course, you know, we're potty training. So everything is going to go smoothly in our lives. Like Sylvia just has a fever one day for no fucking reason. Um, so she has a fever and then didn't sleep very much and is super cranky. And I like told Steven, I'm like, I'm just going to go put on a, like, while you make dinner, I'm just going to go watch a movie with her in the other room. Cause I'm like fucking tired from work and she's hella tired. Like, I think it's what we're doing. And he's just like, sure. So we watched like, first she just wants to watch Bluey. We watch a couple episodes of Bluey. They're like eight minutes long. And then I'm just like, I don't really, let's like put on like a movie. Cause that's like more finite of like, we're watching a movie. It's for a long period of time. It feels different than binge watching a show to me. And I'm like going on the Disney. We have Disney plus. And I'm like, okay, we watched Aristocats. Maybe we watch that. Or, oh, they have 101 Dalmatians. Another movie I loved as a kid. This one's just about puppies, but it's like the same as the Aristocats. Like, yeah. it's like vaguely similar. You know what? It's not fucking the same. In fact, it's devastating. Um, so we're like watching it. She's into it. She likes when there's puppies. Anytime it cuts away from there's puppies and there's humans talking, she's just like, where are the Boring. dogs? <laughs> Don't care about this. Um, and then... <laughs> You get to the part in the movie where the puppies are stolen. The maid looks into the pup, like the robbers come in. The maid is like, what did they take these a-holes? And then goes and looks in the puppy basket and is like, the puppies. And Sylvia turns around looking at me and goes, where go the puppies? Where go the puppies? And then is fucking bawling. Where go the puppies? Where go the puppies? Where the puppies? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. It's in that moment I realized, like, okay, because, like, I don't actually remember the details of 100 options. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And I'm like, you don't see the puppies immediately again after they're stolen for a while. So, like, they're not coming up on the screen. And I keep telling her, like, the puppies are fine. The puppies are going to be fine. They go back to their family. It's going to be fine. She's, like, losing it. Absolutely losing it. Steven had fallen asleep on the couch because he, like, needed a nap or something. Um, He wakes up to hearing Sylvia just absolutely losing it. So he comes in. And I'm, like, he's, like, what's happening? And I'm, like, telling him (laughs) what's going on. I've, like, now paused the, the movie. And he's just like, why did you show her that? This is a scary movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I already feel so guilty. (laughs) Um, So then I fast forward to the very end where she can see that there's a bunch of puppies with the dogs and their happy family. And I'm like, see, the whole puppy family's together. And she's like kind of starting to calm down. And then we have to just and then we just like turn it off and we just have to calm it down. And she does ask a couple more times where the puppies went like over the next couple hours. But I felt so fucking bad. I felt so bad. Because I'm like, oh, of course this is too scary. Like, I just didn't think about it at all. Because I'm like, children's movie. I grew up with it. We already watched this other one. But then actually it was horrifying. And Steven's like, yeah, I really feel like we shouldn't show her any Disney movies. Because they're all terrifying. Um, And I'm just like, you're right. Um, So I was a 0 out of 10. It's horrible. Even though I do still love 101 Dalmatians. The um animated and honestly as a kid also live action one um wait but it's horrible because like what were you gonna say no keep going going. oh i was just gonna say so i'm also wondering of basically like there's kind of an age where they like to watch a movie and also don't really know what's going on because they're not piecing it all together and then they hit an age where something that they weren't scared of before they're now scared of because they do actually understand what's going on so like i feel like we've reached a new developmental phase where she can follow a movie 
and therefore it's horrifying and like we cannot watch movies that have any scary parts in it anymore like we need to like firmly stick to bluey and totoro like that's it i love that dude okay this whole time i've been trying to think of this name of this movie it's like i'm confusing it with the aristocats because it's like from the same time Mm-hmm. But it's, like, also a cartoon movie. It's, like, two animal, two little creatures on, like, an adventure. And it's, like, scary. It's, like, a lot scarier. I feel like I'm confusing it with that. There's, like, kidnapping. There's, like, rain. I'm going to have to Google this. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to Google this afterwards. Yeah, definitely Google that. Get back to me. <sighs> but, yeah, because I remember uh, other movies being very scary. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely traumatizing Sylvia with 101 Dalmatians was a 0 out of 10. Feel very bad about it. She has not brought it up, though, since then. So hopefully this was like a momentary yeah. uh, horror show that we will not return to anytime soon. Oh, momentary. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, well... I have one last culture review, but I wouldn't say it's pop culture. Okay. Well, that's all right. Older culture, which is we went to the... (laughs) What'd you say? I was like, I mean, just because something happened in the past doesn't make it not pop culture. It's just old pop culture. Well, tell me this is pop culture. Old pop culture. Okay. We went to the Met to see an exhibit called Van Gogh's Cypresses. Okay. Very old pop culture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude um just a quick review to say that we saw like online like oh this is gonna have like a virtual queue or whatever but we've been to Mm -hmm. other museums this year that say they have a virtual queue for special exhibits and we get there it's like no just walk in Mm -hmm. so we were like oh it's gonna be the same as that we get to the fucking met Mm -hmm. we try to enter the, the exhibit they're like you need to be in the virtual queue the virtual queue wait time was two hours jesus we had to leave in the hot ass sun. It was high nineties with humidity. It was like over a hundred. Oh God, it was hell. It was hell. And then we finally, two hours later, we like go have lunch, go back, go to this exhibit. The Van Gogh Vipers fucking exhibit is absolutely slammed with people. Like I have, like we're seeing, I don't know, something popular. <laughs> it was so <laughs> crowded. It was crazy. Um, we spent like maybe eight minutes in the exhibit. We were like, okay, looks great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're over it. Um, how were the cypresses then? Cypresses are beautiful. I mean, it's like it was it's interesting that it's like the time when he was at the asylum that he was mm-hmm. painting all these cypresses. And, you know, Starry Nights got the cypresses, so that was there. Mm. But yeah, it was very nice. It was very nice, but it was just crazy how many people wanted to see it. People yeah, love this and Van Gogh. Yeah, more like Van, go fuck yourself. Get out of town. <laughs> no, um, he's actually great. He's actually great. But yeah. I mean, he's great, but also like, I don't know. Basically anyone where it's just like, I'm going to see at least one of your paintings, even if it's a not famous one in any museum that I will ever go to because you're so famous. Part of me is just like, okay, this feels a little unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but that's okay. Rate the show, rate the whole experience. The exhibit, there was no audio guide, which you know everyone knows this is important oh, to me for museums. Yeah. Um so I give the exhibit a seven point five. Yeah. 
I feel like especially like if you're going to a crowded exhibit because sometimes the audio guide isn't giving you that much more than what's on the plaques but like it's so annoying to try and read a plaque when 20 other people yeah. are also trying to read the plaque yep exactly you gotta have an audio yeah um the experience as a whole the experience as a whole we had a nice lunch it was fun to do an outing uh, we went to a French restaurant, actually went to an Alsacian restaurant on the Upper East Side, and I got a chicken club sandwich. Mm. Had to ask for extra mayo because it was a little dry. And let me tell you about the sandwich. There was avocado on it. Mm-hmm. That was inedibly hard. Had no. to take it off. So that was disappointing. So They cannot serve that. You can't serve that. You can't serve that. Like, Uh, I would much rather just be told, like, I'm really sorry, but we're going to, like, take a dollar off of your sandwich because we don't have avocado right now than be given an avocado that's inedibly hard. Yeah, that's just not, not good. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not my fave experience. Mm. But still nice to be out of the house. So, is that like a four or five? Let's give it a 5.5. 5.5 okay that's generous that's nice I would if I had experienced this I mean especially like I feel like maybe pre having a baby I would rate it like a 5.5 I think with a baby imagining <laughs> that experience that's like a zero <laughs> like I don't care how good the exhibit is if I have to wait two hours eat a sandwich with tart avocado and then go yeah. to something crowded I would like I'd rather die <laughs> the actual worst part of the whole day was waiting for the subway home because yeah. we waited like almost 20 minutes underground like we almost died <laughs> like it was oh, so fucking hot we were fanning oh. each other with the met map and like i was yeah. like i feel like i'm harming my unborn baby by standing here oh like, it was god so but that's yeah. horrible yeah i'm like sub because i remember that of even when we were there which was like definitely not as hot as it's there now of just subways were so warm waiting there like so humid and hot yeah it's so funny because they do such a good job of air conditioning the actual train cars like they feel great once you're actually on the car but it's just waiting yeah. for the train is absolute hell. I, know, I feel like they need to like i'm like in the world of climate change you're gonna need to figure that shit out because you can't have much people <laughs> passing out as they wait for subways yeah dangerous. like even if it's just like putting in some fans a fan to, like, air moving like yeah. it doesn't have to be ac because I would understand not air conditioning it because it's obviously just open to the outside world. But, like, yeah. you got to have some fans. Or, like, a mister. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get a mister. That would be amazing. Get a mister in there. Um, just spraying hot water on you guys probably because of, like, the temperature. <laughs> okay, well, while we're in the pop culture palace, we move out of sort of, like, the ancient uh, pop culture. <laughs> um, and we move to a little um, backyard outdoor soundstage just sort of like outside of like a bar like very casual and you just have sort of a local band of middle-aged men and they mm-hmm. are opening their act with a cover of hallelujah by leonard cohen oh um, <laughs> that's cute so steven and i actually have to, i need to rate two bands one this extremely local band and then an actually great uh musician we went to a concert on thursday so like we did potty training like all day with sylvia on thursday and then um put her in a diaper and went to see a concert in Palo Alto, Stanford. But we had dinner in Palo Alto first. Um, and there was just like a, they had like closed down a street, which is cute. I love cities that close down streets so that it's just pedestrians. And they had a little local band. And I was just like, 
they were like setting up and we were like sitting down eating our food outside and then they just started playing just opened their act with hallelujah um and i'm just like it's not a good opener it's not a good opener for a music thing in like a middle of the afternoon <laughs> on a weekday i'm just like that's such a like Gonna lull I mean, you to this sleep. Is, this is a this is like a sweet, slow song about sort of the spiritual nature of orgasm. Like that's essentially what that song is, and it's a weird vibe for like yeah, like five p.m. I thought it's hot. about like death. I had no idea it was about orgasm. No, it's, like, dude, so it's depressing. Basically, I mean, if you're gonna listen to, I feel like if you, I think you could probably say that ninety percent of Leonard Cohen songs are about <laughs> the spiritual nature of orgasm. <laughs> if you like, really listen to the lyrics. No. Yeah, like hallelujah. I'm like, I'm trying to think of any of the words, but it's definitely like, it's definitely a sex song. Nice. Okay. Um, which is one of the reasons it's so good. Like, honestly, I fucking love Leonard Cohen. This is not any shade on him at all. I think that that song is really good. I also think every cover of it is terrible. And also, it's way overplayed. And that, like, I need to, like, it's, it's not, we don't need to hear it as much as people want to hear it um or as many like joe cocker types try to cover it like we don't need that in the world um so that was just like it was such a weird vibe for fucking 5 p.m on a hot summer thursday night in a downtown space to just hear like, the middle-aged men doing like a terrible cover of hallelujah super goofy um i give it a five out of ten because very humorous and also very like not the vibe not the vibe at all um yeah it was really solid but then um we move out of the sort of local music space and we go to like a beautiful grassy amphitheater um and see jorge drexler performing which is who we went and saw after we had dinner the in palo alto um he is an uruguayan musician who steven has loved for a very very long time i also love his music but was introduced to it by steven um so Okay, so we went to the Frost Amphitheater in Stanford. I need to review this whole situation. They have a rule, which is you the only bags you can bring in have to be clear plastic. You can only bring clear plastic bags. You could also, there's an exception for a small clutch bag. Hmm. It has to be no bigger than five by eight. You can have okay. a small clutch bag. You can have... Pl- clear plastic bags that like have to be like eight by 12 or something maximum fortunately because steven didn't he thought that that was just like fully the rule he didn't find the exception but i mm. did navigate the web- website and did a little thing called reading the faqs which <laughs> is where it said that diaper bags are an exception and they'll just, oh like, nice your bag so i'm like thank god um but it was like you have to but i'm just like that's a fucking crazy rule to say yeah. that you can only bring in pla- clear plastic bags like crazy. who does that who has like, that yeah right like no one has that like i would have to go buy a special bag or i was like basically my plan was i was just gonna bring shit in fucking produce bags that i have saved from the grocery store because <laughs> i'm like those are the only or like ziploc gallon bags so i'm like yeah. those are literally the only bag and i'll just bring fucking five of them and like they're saying like <laughs> it's for security purposes but like we're already going through a metal detector and putting all of our shit where they like if you do have a little bag or a diaper bag they look through it And I'm just like, literally, what is this doing? Like, what is this doing? This is the most bizarre fucking rule. You can bring water bottles. They can't be full. If you bring a water bottle over 20 ounces, it can't be metal. And I'm just like, okay, so we just had to bring like three small 
water bottles that were empty so we could fill them up there um it was just like and you couldn't bring a stroller in also Mm. which I found really irritating um but fine so that was all super irritated and I was already like fuck this concert this is so annoying (laughs) Sylvia is two and we're having to pay a full ticket for her that's so annoying (laughs) Um, also so annoying um if they had luckily I found the diaper bad exception because I would have been super pissed off if not um we go we go into the venue and then I'm just like this is a beautiful venue and it's great and I would come here again so I went from being like this is zero out of ten I hate everything this is the most obnoxious set of fucking rules to then like this is actually totally fine so we were able to bring like oh they also had some fucking rule which is like you can only bring per person a blanket but it can't be any bigger than a beach towel like that's the biggest size because we <laughs> bought tickets not they have like chair seating mm-hmm. and then up at the top yeah. they have like a lawn area and i'm Dude. just like are you what are, who's gonna fuck i have who's to measure a beach that? towel yeah. right i mean we just brought our picnic blanket and i'm like we could just fold it if this is a thing yeah. that matters and then it was fine it was like not that crowded of a concert which was great for us so we like put our whole blanket out they were selling gear that fun. was what was that? That was my buzzer. Sorry, I got a oh. package or something. <laughs> oh. um, we got a beer to split, me and Steven. It was fucking like a dollar an ounce. So it's like if you're buying like a 16-ounce beer, it's $16. So expensive. Um, but that's like, you know, normal for going to any fucking concert or anything like that. We were able to bring our own snacks. Um, and we saw Jorge Drexler perform, and it was fucking beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Um, his music is great. It was awesome. Sylvia likes his music. She smiled at everyone. And then Aww. when she got bored, we were just like up in the lawn area. And so I just like went and sprinted back and forth with her for a long time, <laughs> like basically playing tag with her or Cute. which she calls saying, um, get you, get you, mama, <laughs> get you. She wanted to play that. And then for a while, we played the game where she was forcing me to sit still on the grass. And then she would go walk like 10 feet away from me, pull up some grass, and then bring it to me and say it was cake. And I would have to pretend to eat it. And then she'd be like, more? And I'm like, yeah, I want more. And then she would go bring me more. And we did that for like 10 minutes. A great and then game. I was like, it's a really cute game. I also got really bored yeah. um, doing that game. So then I made her go sit back down and we just like brought we had brought an extra blanket for her and she just like lay down on the picnic blanket and like got cozy for the end of the concert she was tired cute um wait it was like a great great concert i would say it was a it was a 10 oh great that's awesome wait i have a related story which Mm -hmm. is back to the van gogh exhibit Mm -hmm. um there was also rules about what you could bring in specifically to the exhibit. So you could bring whatever the fucking you want to the Mets, like priceless artifacts. Mm-hmm. But for the Van Gogh exhibit, they were like shouting at us like, absolutely no food, no beverages, no water, like blah, blah, blah. They're checking bags just to enter this exhibit. And in my mm-hmm. purse, I have literally a full water bottle, just like mm-hmm. horizontal in my purse, and two paper bags full of baked goods that I had just bought. Mm-hmm. the security guard opens my bag searches it and is like you're good to go <laughs> and I was like okay awesome <laughs> like as he's literally shouting at us like no water bottles I love anyway, that I think he just like was like this is too crowded for me to be dealing with yeah like people. basically I don't actually give a shit yeah. 
Um, that's good. I appreciate a lack security thing when the security thing is something super annoying. Like, yeah. Fuck having to check your bag, dude. Yeah, that would be super. I would be extremely annoyed if I had to. I know. And it's just like, I'm not going to bring it out. Like, just let me have it in my bag and not eating it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that sounds like a nice evening, though. It was really nice. It was a really nice, uh, it was a really nice venue. And it was a great place to take Sylvia we had a we had a good time and then I got four hours of sleep and was fucking exhausted the next day at work yeah I feel like I always mean to request the day off work uh when I we Steven schedules concerts but then I never pay attention to the day and then it's like the week of and he's like oh yeah we're going to this concert this day and I'm like cool I didn't request any time off I'll just um have a lot of coffee I guess the next day (laughs) yeah so hard to do a concert on a weeknight I am not fan of that yeah i mean you know steven was on summer break so for him it was whatever yeah but for me it's always bad Mm. um what else uh what else we got you got any more pop culture i have no more pop culture i've been really into sour cream and salsa dipping chips in that Beautiful. If I had more beans, I would also be dipping it in beans, but the mm. beans are gone. Couldn't even find more beans. Ugh. Couldn't even find more beans? What? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted to like buy refried beans yesterday mm. at Whole Foods because I was like, I'm not going to make these again. Like I just made them. Yeah. Um, I wanted the Amy's refried beans, which Amy's refried beans are really good, by the way. Mm. Whole Foods doesn't carry them. What the fuck? The Weird. only refried beans that Whole Foods, this huge Whole Foods had was one brand I'd never heard of of bagged refried beans that you would have to squeeze out of a bag. (laughs) I was like, I can't do that. Just like the mechanics of it. It's too gross. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, you can't take a food that is like a pureed brown mash and then squeeze it out of a tube. That's just not what we're doing. (laughs) It's too gross. Uh, Yeah. We always, we're always just getting Rosarita. The classic. Oh, nice. They didn't have that either. They just had some garbage. They would fuck a Whole Foods. Whole Foods is so funny. I know. I mean, I do like. I love. I love hate Whole Foods. Always. I know. Same. It's like mm-hmm. so fun to go into one though. Mm-hmm. Such a treat. So Such a treat. It's okay. There's a Whole Foods. So, uh, Vallejo. I've complained about this before. Doesn't have any like bougie granola like grocery stores, which is like a constant source of strife for Stephen and I. Because mm-hmm. we like to have that option, even if we can't afford to shop in those places all the time. Like, when we lived in Davis, we had the Davis Food Co-op, and there was, like, a nugget. And then when Steven was working in Vacaville, there's a nugget in Vacaville. And so, like, we could go there for, like, you know, that's, like, the local small chain um, of, like, a Whole Foods-adjacent store. Um, So, for, like, buying, like, nice, like, meat. Because we, especially, like, we really don't like buying cheap meat. That's, mm-hmm. like, a thing we want to shell out for, to buy, like, some nice, like, grass-fed, organic, free-range kind of bullshit. That's what we're doing. Um, and, like, stuff at, like, a meat counter and not, like, prepackaged stuff is, like, our ideal. So we could do that at Nugget. But now Steven's not going to be working in Vacaville. He's going to be working in Pittsburgh. Um, and so he found there was there is, like, a Whole Foods, like, off the highway on his way. Mm. Okay, nice. So, so after uh, one of the times he had to go – by Pittsburgh um I forget what it was for but something when he was like interviewing and stuff um he stopped in at the Whole Foods on his way home to like check it out 
and it was like a whole foods like clearly like this is like oh, okay this is like one of the things that amazon has done since buying whole foods which is like mm-hmm. what if we have a whole foods that's just trying to get like he said it was basically almost exclusively like grab and go foods like clearly like marketing uh. towards like young tech professionals who like want to go and buy a bougie little prepackaged food and then leave because it's like all expensive shit and he was like their their selection for things was like for like actual groceries was absolute shit so we're gonna have to figure out where on his way home or where close by we can like go get our bougie groceries and like fancy meats when we need it um because clearly that whole foods is not gonna cut it like he wanted to just like go and buy like some salami and nice cheese and he was like their cheese selection was like tiny I'm like, what's the fucking point of going to a Whole Foods to only buy their most expensive prepackaged items? Like, that's not who, like, how? How is this business even sustaining itself? That is true, although I have been sustaining them by purchasing the vegetarian sushi that I'm obsessed with. (laughs) Avocado rolls. I just grab it, and I'm like, this is insanely expensive, but it's Mm -hmm. so good. Dude, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm glad you're getting your avocado roll fix. I got to start making avocado rolls. I tried like once and it was like not pretty, but yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried to make sushi at home since I was like a child. Like I feel like we would occasionally try and do like, like a couple times in my childhood, we tried to do like a sushi night or something. That's fun. Um, And we would always buy like, yeah, like get like avocado and like, I feel like like mango and like like, crab and stuff. We were never like getting like actual like raw fish or anything. Um, but it was fun. But I remember, yeah, it was always like, here's some deeply ugly sushi because yeah. it's just—it's actually very challenging to roll yeah. them tight enough. And it nicely. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leave it to the professionals. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. we should end on that Whole Foods note and the sushi All right. note. Yep, end on Whole Foods sushi. Ten out of ten to avocado rolls, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Perfect food. Dude, I should get sushi. I've been thinking, I haven't, there's a sushi place in Vallejo that's supposed to be, like, pretty good, and I'm, like, I'm ready to go for it. I need sushi in my life. I don't think I've had sushi since, like, I haven't had it for fucking years. I haven't had it for years. Wow. You gotta get that. I know. I know. Omega-3. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe I'll do that soon. Um, You're a 10 out of 10. You beat me to it. <laughs> you're a 10 out of 10. All right. Reviewers, get at us. Get fucking at us. Email us. Pod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. The Review Crew Pod. Text us. Message Y'all. us. DM us. All of it. <laughs> um, you're all perfect tens. I hope you're all enjoying your week. Yes. Emma, you especially. Because you're the- we salute you, listeners, and you, <laughs> Franny. We salute listeners. We salute each other. We salute Tom Cruise working. <laughs> Alrighty. Have a good afternoon. Okay. Do. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>